Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dorkiest Timeline Podcast, the tangent of the two fanboys and one filthy casual podcast. My name is Krisha. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Harold. I'm out of practice. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was just enjoying the vibes, man. (laughs) Yeah. The vibes in this room is... Uh, it's messing us up over here. It's good yeah. vibes. I mean... It's immaculate in here, man. As the kids would say. The I vibes think, are immaculate. I think anything... Uh, more than anything, Lewis is just glad that the four of us are in the room together. Yeah, that, that's also it. That's I'm it. glad it's that been the a while. four of us are in the room together. It's been a while. Wait, when was the last time we were all four together? In this fiscal year? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, like two months ago. Right, dude? Yeah, Because last dorkiest was just... You, me, and Krish. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a long. It's been a long time since Lewis has been yeah. next to me. Yeah, live, <laughs> physically here. So, yeah. how are you doing, Lou? I'm good, man. It's good to be back again. I mean, uh, uh, I came back two episodes ago, took another hiatus because that's how life goes. But then, yeah, here I am. I'm, I'm very happy. It's happy holidays, listeners, and uh, yeah, good to be back in the cave, dude. Is that what we're calling it? Now? I don't know, actually. Yeah, what what are, what are we calling? We got a what's yeah. a cave, dude? What's a <laughs> what's a cave, dude? Mm. Cave dude, it's like a caveman, but you know, <laughs> like Encino man. But like Encino yeah, man. We're, we're from the valley, yeah. I guess. Cave dude, just like the Encino man, bro. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, coming back, dude. He's <laughs> bring it back. He's, he's doing well. I know. I want to see I, that movie. Yeah, I hear the whale is doing really, really well. <laughs> yes. On that note, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you know, like I've always talked about before is like, I love it when people that we loved before find a way to find success again Yeah, and to have the Encino man mm-hmm. come back and then finally get the recognition that he really deserves. Like he didn't deserve all the hatred he got from the last Miami movie, but he's yeah, back. That's and, not his fault. I mean, for the most part, <laughs> the writing. I think. Yeah. No, Rachel Vice. It's not really his problem, but you know. That should be another topic. People who we love back then. Oh, I thought break. Like, I was like Rachel. I thought like Rachel. Uh, okay. We can talk. I can. Louis, Louis, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't get canceled. We can do a whole episode on Rachel Vice. I know, but you know, stars who have you know taken, uh, who were like not in the spotlight as much, and then having a resurgence. I think that would be a good topic. I like it. Take notes. Yeah, take notes. You're the one with the notebook. Put that in the book. Oh yeah, look at that. Krija actually has a notebook. (laughs) I mean, I'm very old school, and that's what makes you so special. (laughs) I mean, at least you don't have like a a quill and ink. I mean, I didn't bring it. (laughs) I don't have it. She has a typewriter in her car right now. (laughs) That would make her even so much cooler, though. Like, can you imagine her with her notebook? Like, and a quill. It, with a quill. And, like, an, and an inkwell, just yeah, like right there here. Uh, mm, yes. Yeah. Wait, what was that, Lou? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> That's me dude, wetting the quill, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude. dude. This is now a video podcast, and people just saw what you just <laughs> did, bro. Right. I mean, eventually this is going to be a video podcast. I mean, if, if that, we decide it to be. That's how you wet the quill. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, I wonder if that's... That should be our next podcast. <laughs> what the quill? Wedding the quill. What the quill? Good star, Lord. Anyway, I'm ready for it. Right. I'll bring my quill. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, have you guys have you guys been hearing about the 
the Star Wars burlesque show that they've been um, like advertising on Facebook? It is all over my feeds for whatever reason, and so yes, uh, yeah. for, for whatever for whatever reason, reason yeah. I think yeah, the all, the algorithm knew like, hey, you know who liked this stuff? This guy. Yeah, I think um, I think I saw something about that at Idol Hour, the bar in North Hollywood. I think that's, I think that. Oops. Ouch! Sorry, that was me. <laughs> I think that's the one. Um, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we should go. I don't know. Do you do you really want? Yes. To go with? Okay, that's true. That's fine. I want to party with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars burlesque. Yes. Oh, that's a party. Yeah. But is it? But is it the like stormtroopers? <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch that. I've seen I've seen a burlesque dancer and just wear like a white lingerie and the stormtrooper helmet that she takes off. I I don't know. It might be kind of cool. Well, think about it. Uh, yeah, it would be a good outing. I think I that's mean, why we got quiet. I think that, I mean, like we all were. We did the escape room. I think something less uh, active would be fine. Yeah. Like we can be passive enjoyers this yeah. time. I might be sweating more than I did in it. <laughs> You can actually get wetter than yeah. the guy who swam in the sewer water. Would we, would be <laughs> you can't say that, bro. No, I was talking about the escape room. Oh, I, I was like, the on actual my back. liquid. No, yes. you said a different kind of. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> dude, a different kind of liquid. Okay, this is like, where the podcast ends. Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah, no, it was a good run, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, before we get Lewis canceled, Kurz. Um, uh, I think you need to kind of steer us into a direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this idea for a topic, and it's the topic we're going to be discussing today. Um, so I'm a I'm an art history major. I'm a history nerd, and watching a lot of the TV shows and movies, um, in the last couple of years, I've noticed a lot of actual historical events taking place in the world of fantasy. So we have TV shows. And movies who who bring in these events, not only to enrich the story, but also provide backstory or um, kind of enhance the characters. And sometimes the characters that they develop using historical events, it kind of deviates from the original, um, the, the source material. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that today. What are your favorite uh, TV shows, movies, etc.? Things in pop that incorporate actual historical events. So, Kurz, I have to tell you this. Um, I've been dreading this uh, this podcast no. because I've been like, it's so, um, it, it's, it's like every time Kurz comes up with something, it's a little too. It's it, too nerdy. It's too, it, no, it's not nerdy. It's too intellectual. For me. Like, <laughs> That's what I was gonna I say. Have like, to like think about it. It's well, like, we, I I feel like all of our topics we have to think about it, but I feel like we no, haven't had. Th- th- that's the thing. <laughs> The way we podcast, we don't. We it, do. It just, we had a yeah, lot of... We, the, we, one, the three of us. Yeah, we, we literally just watch... We, we watch trailers and go, ooh, pretty. <laughs> I go on Twitter and I go, that's a good idea. Yeah, good one. I don't agree with that, so let's talk about that real quick. Mario <laughs> Jump. Yes. <laughs> that makes the dorkiest timeline a little special yeah, to me. Yeah, no, it's the, get a little dorky. Instead of the tangent, we are the intellectual side yeah. of the two fanboys and a filthy casual. Exactly. But we're all casuals because we're morons. We're all morons. <laughs> I mean, and then you. No, stop it. <laughs> like, and we haven't had a round robin topic like this in a long time. 
Like we've had like one topic of discussion mm-hmm. that we've all gone back and forth, but nothing like a round robin. So I thought it was time. Okay. Yeah, I Sounds like it. Like a plan. What is it about history and pop that made you think, yeah, this is a good thing to talk about? Or like do you feel like it adds to the story per se? Or? Absolutely. I think in, in some of the examples that I'm sure all of us are bringing today, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there was a reason, right? A reason that the creators of the show brought it into, brought it into their work. Um, I don't know. I feel like it adds, it, it kind of centers and grounds it in a way. Yeah. Right? You know, there are so many stories out there. A lot of these stories are fantastical. Like this will never happen in like our actual world. But sometimes when they bring something that has actually happened in our world, it's grounded and we kind of have a point of reference, like when in time is the story taking place um, and what has, how has it affected the character that we're looking at? Yeah, I dig it. I like it. I like the topic. So who'd like to go first? I'm going to go first because oh. I'm going to use the lowest, lowest, not lo- like the lowest, <laughs> not like last time with the example I gave you guys. But I, I found an example and I was like, this is this is so low. It's the lowest of low-hanging fruit? Yeah, super. Mm. Challenge accepted. Okay. Uh, it's a historical movie okay. based on one historical event, but the storyline maybe didn't happen, and I'm pretty sure it didn't happen. Because if uh, one guy was unable to fit on the size of a door when his girl was drowning in the thing, <laughs> then um, it shouldn't be feasible. Uh, obviously, talking about Titanic... Oh, there goes one of my ideas. Oh, damn it. I stole it from you. No, we can all talk about it. Okay, we can talk about it. No, Titanic. No, no, that's it. Oh, that's I'm all done. you had? <laughs> all oh, you press the button. We're done. He, he's just going to be button guy for the rest of the episode. And that has been another episode. Then Danny can jump in on this with me. Yeah. No, we just found out that you can't because only one person can be on that door. No, but see, this is what I was... I tried jumping on that door. See, this is This is the mistake that... Uh, Jack and Rose made is that Rose was a lot smaller than Jack. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Jack's like five four, dude. Yeah, but he was like he was he was skinny as a brick. But she's thick as uh, Mm -hmm. iceberg water. As a as a as a lovely lady. Yes, Um, iceberg. Yeah, like a jewel of the Nile. (laughs) But um, (laughs) if me and Dennis were on the same, if we me and Dennis were on the same uh, door, if we somehow configured each other. Like a, I'm glad we're a video podcast now. Please oh, show yeah, it to the yeah. camera. Look yeah, at that. Like, like a this. Like a this. Like a this. It's like a one number and it's then another like number upside like down. Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. We wouldn't, you know, we'd be able to be sturdy because <laughs> sturdy is the word that they needed there. But also at the same time, Titanic, when everybody thought of Titanic, like first of all, when James Cameron said, hey, I'm making a movie called Titanic, nobody was like, oh yeah, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we know at the very end, at least somewhere towards the end, that the ship's going to sink. And you'd figure it was going to be like, oh, yeah, hit an iceberg, bam, that's it. And that's like the whole movie. Mm -hmm. But they like built a whole storyline out of, you know, what potentially could have been any member of people who were on board Mm -hmm. and then made it super dramatic with, yeah, the boat is sinking. Like I was thinking right away, I was like, boat hits, boat sinks, that's it. Nothing the whole like physics were like, Oh, when the boat breaks, it's it, just gonna like snap in half, right? And then bob up and down. Yeah, and it's just like ah, I've seen a lot of the cartoons like they made about Titanic before that. I think one of the Animaniacs probably did something like that, and 
yeah, it was nothing like that. It was all sorts of terror and people running around and being, you know, uh, the whole class system, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which at the time I was just like, oh, yeah, the poor people are going to die. And then it's like, oh, it's a metaphor for society. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh the boat is sinking. OK, sometimes like, you know, so. So what's the metaphor for the uh, the musicians going? It's it's been a pleasure um, playing with you, and then they start. I I would have never been able to do that. Just just so you know, it's that um, sometimes the job is more important than your life. Ooh, yeah. The, the arts always die. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's the band played on. Is that's what the the saying goes? Is that even though there's chaos going around you, people still just have to stick to what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like Steve Harvey said it, you know, if the temptations were on the board. They would have been unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> if any Filipino Rondalia was on that thing, Ooh. they would be smart and use their instruments as floating devices. That makes sense. But the guy with the giant cello was just like, what nah. Why can't you see Harold on his cooling tongue? Like, yeah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> no, dude, that's heavy as hell, bro. That's all metal. That is that It's all brass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I like it. Okay, <laughs> fine. We, I mean, and then no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm still mad at you. No, oh, come Aww. on. I was going with lowest hanging fruit. I was just like, <laughs> oh, Lewis is gonna take this one. Oops, wrong Bro? fanboy. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm slowly but surely learning what this topic is all about. So. Yeah, which is always good for me. <laughs> it's always good it's while always we're good. recording. Exactly. <laughs> then, did you want to go next? Sure, I guess. Um. I am going to go because, you know me, uh, for all our listeners, I always talk about oh, a couple things. It's always going to be Will Smith. <laughs> so, so I could have talked about Muhammad Ali, I guess. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, but I couldn't find I think of anything with Will Smith unless Wild Wild West was uh, <laughs> historically. Are you accurate. saying that that was fiction? <laughs> I mean, everything until the mechanical spider. <laughs> okay, that could work. I, I, I think I think it was work. Well, they had the Asians, like, building the railroad, right? So that's kind of historically... Accurate? Yeah, that was partially accurate, maybe? I don't know, man. So that means uh, Blazing Saddles is historically accurate? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Blazing Saddles was a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Stop, Harold. Stop. (laughs) Harold, no. 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 Stop. No. But, um, so I'm going to go with my uh, good old pal, uh, uh, Timothy Cruz. Ooh, Timothy. I thought you were going to say Timothy Chalamet, and I was like, yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going with Timothy Cruz, um, um, a cousin of Tirso Cruz. Turns out, um, for the, no, for the fob down there, you're welcome. Okay. Um, no, but I'm going to go with Tom Cruise, and I, I, unless I th- sorry, I was like, who's Tim Cruise? <laughs> oh, it's a. It's a running gag where, we just, where we just... Uh, we make up there what their first name would really oh, be. Oh, yeah. Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. Well, oh, 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 we started out with William one time, and then Will, Will, Smith, Will Smith, <laughs> Smith was... Wilhelm Smith. Wilhelm Smith is the, was the other one. That's a good one. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go with um, The Last Samurai, um, which, you know, it, it takes, at, at least the way I'm, I'm, I'm um, interpreting it, um, it, it takes a historical event, which is the um, the, the downfall of, uh, of, of of the, uh, the emperor of um, of Japan at that point. He's trying to westernize and, and modernize 
Japan. Um, and, you know, um, it's the story of what happens to the samurai. Um, but, of course, there's supposedly a legend of a, um, a Caucasian, you know, European and American, mm-hmm. not a European, an American warrior that got, that got involved in it. Of course, we take it and we make it so that um, Timothy Cruz becomes a really important part of it. Um, I have to tell you, it is one of my favorite movies. Uh, first and foremost, um, I don't know. Um, is it, I think Ken Watanabe. Yeah, oh, dude. Was the introduction of yeah, Ken that was Watanabe. His, that was his coming out, dude. That was what great. What an actor. See, see what I did there? No? Okay, cool. Oh, could, could you show me that face again, Harold? Oh, with, with, with the head shaking? With the, with the disappointment. Camera two. Camera two. Camera two. There you go. We got it. We got it. But, um, no, so it, I, I think, the, the you know, when we were talking about the purpose of it is, you know, it, it tries to imitate and tries to, um, uh, you know, uh, talk about the actual historical uh, viewpoint of it. But it amazingly and horribly um makes it so that the the the, the white savior complex uh, mm-hmm. is in there but still um i i can't help but watch it it uh, i think it's a perfect movie except for one thing Ooh, what is it one thing at the very very end instead of speaking english imagine if timothy cruz actually spoke japanese i, I would have been uh, there would have been more tears i think for me um but so that's my first example um Last Samurai by Timothy Cruz. Like Have you it. ever heard Tom Cruise speak another language? See, si. <laughs> with a last name like Cruz, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I did Spanish, bro. Come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> stay with me here. It's Tirso's son, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Do you, no. you know what? I, that's surprisingly. I don't think we've ever talked about that movie at all. Yeah. In the, how many years have we done this? Y'all are haters. Dude, no, I love that. See, movie. I know. I feel like it's a guilty pleasure. That's one of the movies that um, Asian Am Studies actually ruined for me because when I saw it in high school, I was like, "This is a good movie." And then I sit through um, some of our friends' classes, uh, specifically the Asian Am uh, media classes, like, "Oh, this is a white savior horrible movie." It's like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> can I not enjoy this anymore?" <laughs> like, "Oh no, I gotta watch it like in my little phone now by myself." But yeah, yeah, no, I, I I get how uh, it could be. Yeah, it's seen as problematic. You're right. The white white savior complex comes uh, full force in this one. Uh, you know, is the last samurai actually Tom Cruise or is it um, Ken's character? You know, uh, full of interpretation. But like, yeah, dude, I'm with you. It's a it's good the guy that survived, right? <laughs> but yeah, well, that's why he's the last. <laughs> but I thought it was Ken because he was the last one, and like it, the lineage ends with him, so hence the last guy. But um, you know, yeah, it's a good pull. Great movie. I mean, highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, come with it with, uh, I guess, a you know, pretty open perspective of things. And you just... know what? You know what ruins that movie? Tom on horseback? No, Paul Mooney in season one of Dave Chappelle. Oh, wait, when he did that joke about Tom Cruise is the last samurai. Huh? We can't really discuss the jokes after that because we're not allowed to say things like that. But <laughs> if we ever look, look it up, up. Look it up. It's Paul Mooney at the movies. And it's, I gotta look uh, it up. <laughs> It's, it's it's terrible. Oh, I gotta no. remind myself of that there. Curtis, <laughs> right. you want to go? Ahead or? Yeah, I can go. Um, I know that I brought up this TV show on the show uh, a few months ago. Um, 
My example for the topic today is uh, Pachinko, the book that we read as uh, our book club. Um, it was a HBO. Oh, no, I'm not. Not I'm sorry. Not HBO. Yeah, it's so, Apple TV mm-hmm, Plus mm-hmm. series, and it's about a, four generations of a Korean family led by a matriarch, um, Sunja. That's her name, and. Um, a lot of it was there they did sprinkle a lot of history especially with the the Japanese occupation of Korea mm-hmm. but this part that the, the the event that I want to talk about takes place in the series and it okay so Sunja is involved with two mm, she has a lot of men in her life her father um a father of her child the man she eventually marries um but the one I want to talk about is um, Hansu, and in the book, Hansu was kind of like was kind of a jerk, right? We have like a, an idea of how he was. He was a businessman. He kind of like leaves Sunja alone to like mother <laughs> a child. Um, but in the series, it, the the series gave Hansu his own episode. And it was a, I want to say it was episode seven. So you see Hansu's backstory and that's not expressed at all in the book. And what he does, um, you kind of see how he, how he started off as an, like an idealistic kid who had like big dreams. He was working for an American family. He was like, um, he was so smart. He was a math tutor and he had like dreams to like move to America. And then there's an event that really happened in history in Yokohama, I wrote it, I had to write it down. Yokohama, 1923, an earthquake happened. And it was a 7.9 on the Richter scale. So it was a major earthquake that destroyed, destroyed Yokohama. And in the way the earth split, they kind of paralleled, paralleled it to Hansu's life and how he had to make a choice to leave, the, you know, he had to make a choice to leave what he like what his dreams were and pursue something else to survive. So it was kind of like a really cool parallel and, and a way to learn about Hansu's character. Cause we didn't read that in the book. And I don't know, you get to see Lee Minho like a little bit longer. Cause he's so handsome. Right. Lewis. I will, I will not uh, admit or deny this, but yeah, he's, he's, he's easy on the eyes for and, sure. And when you, and I, it was just a good example of bringing in this moment in history and you parallel it to something happening in this person's life and you get to see another side of this character that was not expressed in the book so it was just another opportunity to flesh out a character and little you know learn about him more and why and you kind of it kind of bridges the gap right you kind of see why and how he became what he became um, because of the things that has happened to him and I don't want to spoil it because it's so good and I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot to watch because it's so heartbreaking. But the fact that they gave him and his backstory its own standalone episode to see where he came from, I thought that was so smart. So smart. Nice. Um, so you know, shout out to the book club. Uh, you know, that was a, one of the few good things to come out of the quarantine. Like uh, <laughs> half of the book club, I think, is in this room right now. Sorry, Harold. Um, you didn't get the invite. Uh, 
Because I don't read. I think, yeah, I think between Dan and Ivy, they're like, you don't read. No, no I, don't, I don't read. I don't read fiction. It's everything I read we is don't, nonfiction. He doesn't. He doesn't read kissing books. It's only biographies yeah. and autobiographies. Yeah, that's all. Like wrestling, wrestling biographies. You biographies. do not want to look at my Kindle thing. It's like it's like all autobiographies. And I do. It's see dorky. It. No, I know. So no, I'm like, good. yeah, I, I'm a little behind on Pachinko, unfortunately. But the book, great read if you're into looking for for some historical fiction. But like, I think one of the fav- my, my favorite parts about fiction whenever they include history is if you're curious enough you it will pique your interest into like looking into the uh into those events um pachinko is really effective too because i mean i totally casual when it comes to korean history see, and the, and that whole history but like it it, it it was effective in picture or in painting like this happened because of you know these happened because the japanese occupation uh you know the, the split of this one family happened because of the north and south korean um uh, split again mm-hmm. And how, like, even the bombings of Hiroshima and, uh, and Nagasaki uh, affected these people generationally. And then, like, it was a great generational story. So I, I'm looking forward to watching more of the show. Unfortunately, it kind of fell off. But um, it's, okay. it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of crying and kissing show. So. What's, what's the name of the character again? Hansu. Did they talk about his brother? What's his brother's name? <laughs> Kwansu, dude. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah, we needed a surf ninjas. We need a surf ninjas biography. <laughs> I, Did you read that another Ray historical movie? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, let me put my fish. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. We need we don't reference surf ninjas enough in I this mean, podcast. We should dedicate a whole episode on mm-hmm. surf ninjas. Just a whole Ernie <laughs> like Reyes Jr. Thing. Just like analyze the whole. Yeah. Okay. There's a white savior thing with Leslie Nielsen playing. <laughs> Sorry, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> he totally has a, a oh, robotic sure. uh, samurai outfit. Anyways, who's next? Oh, um, okay, so for my choice, uh, I, I, it's you guys are getting like actual fictional stuff. So um, I'm gonna go with a little superhero uh, moment in history here. Um, I want to point out, or my choice was a uh, X Men First Class, uh, specifically the big ending, the big climactic ending, where um, there is a big showdown. Or throughout the whole show movie, uh, we're introduced to these mutants uh, set in the '60s and the '70s, uh, where they are. You know, it's a mutants in the in in the comic books is a thinly veiled analogy to racism and and all that good stuff. All that, stuff, all that horrible stuff. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> all that all that stuff. You know what side Lou is lying on You know, it's so good for you. Bigotry. You know, those those little things. Those little things. Uh, You know, Stanley himself said that that's basically what the X-Men are are, are standing for. So the movie did a great job of introducing that concept of showing how, like, yeah, classism, racism, all the other, all the horrible isms isms in uh, the U.S. Sandman. But um, it all culminated in the big climactic scene where, um, you know, I'm not a big history major. So, Dennis, uh, please feel free to jump in and correct there any of the details but it, it culminated in the the cuban missile crisis so it's an actual historical event where it's uh, it's hard to imagine how it was how it might have been back then all i have to premise is like uh, the history books of how like everybody was literally scared out of their pants uh people had like bunkers built schools had bunkers built because they really legitimately thought atomic war was going to happen between russia and the u.s and it was clever how you know uh the, the X-Men movie in, uh, used that as a uh, as like a great um, backdrop to basically you know it's I thought that that's how like the my, my favorite parts of like when they in, when they introduce moments of history is when they kind of like show how the heroes 
could have helped in this conflict. Um, I mean, not to mention, obviously, the the beginning of First Class, as well as the first X-Men movie, uh, one of the most like traumatic moments is when they show a young Magneto, Eric Leshner, um, pulling or finding or discovering he had magnetic powers at a concentration camp. Like, who does that? Like, amazing, uh, it, amazing in the sense of, like, this is, like, how you get caught in. And I recently actually just saw this with my kids. And my youngest son has no filter. And he's like, throughout the whole movie, he's like, you know, I think Magneto's right. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> humans are horrible. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. Okay, I mean, <laughs> okay. That's, that's where he went. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> not that, the genocide part. Not that part, but like, well, I mean, I don't know. He's like, oh, dude. <laughs> if he had, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but I digress. So, so yeah, uh, that was one of my like favorite movie uh, moments because, uh, like, again, uh, I'm a casual you know, history buff, but I didn't know about the Cuban Missile Crisis and how um, Kennedy and his staff are in our world. Uh, it was resolved, you know, through uh, through through conversation and through patience and through da 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 da. But in fiction, it was solved because a master of magnetism and a guy who has brain powers like fought the other guy. In a summary. So it was fun, but at the same time, like, I would hate to see how things would look in, like, 20, 30 years when a superhero movie will, like, not make fun, but will add, I don't know, some of the stuff that happened in our lifetime as a backdrop for, like, their superhero movies. You know, it's like, I'm not going to mention any specific moments per se, but, like, yeah, I can imagine, like, I said, 20, 30 years from now, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man stops this from happening in New York. I'm like, oh, okay. or is That That would be interesting and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's my choice. You know, that's a that's a good example, and I, I kind of want to bring up also the the beginning of the Wolverine and the beginning of X Men Origins Wolverine, because that was the best part of that movie, by the way. Oh, yeah, is you know Wolverine. That was, that was the best part of of the. I don't <laughs> remember anything else from that movie besides Ryan Reynolds. And then getting silenced, then, yeah. <laughs> but like the the intro um, of that movie. That's the best thing about that movie. No, the the intro with him and Sabretooth going up through like you know yeah, through all the that's decades. That's true. That's true. Being like, oh, we fought in all these wars. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. That I was mean, fun. That was fun. Yeah. And but... then at the same time, at the beginning of the Wolverine, where Wolverine himself saves the guy from the atomic bombs in Japan, and it's like, oh, Wolverine really was there for everything. And then I mean. <laughs> He was. It wasn't really historically. I hope it's not historically accurate, but um, <laughs> you never know with the uh, the X Men people. But um, yeah, they might know something. <laughs> they, they might know just a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go with my next example. Oh, I thought that was your. Day. That was no, your no, no, no. That'd be way too. No, it's Lewis big brain that one for me because I never would have thought the example. That was yeah, that was damn that good. was really good. Even yeah. when you were talking about it, I was like. Are, is he going to go with the concentration camp Lewis, thing? Lewis, you hear that? You, you, I big brained it. You, you, you got a compliment from Harold, dude. Me, I'm smart <laughs> today, and we got it on camera. Me, Please you say me, I'm smart. Me, I'm smart. Where's the applause? Yeah, here's the applause for you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, hold on. <laughs> One more time. No. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. Damn it! One of these days, I'm going to get this right. Um, my next example is actually the first thing that I kind of thought of when Chris brought up the idea was. Something historical, but based on fiction, not, or something fictional, but based on um, actual nonfiction. And for me, the movie is Saving Private Ryan. So, uh, the premise of the oh, hold on, did, did did I steal your other thing? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> 
Why are we why two for two? We, why, don't, why, don't why don't we, we go over notes first way. before we do? Okay, so I'll skip Spider-Man and Destiny. No, no, that's cool. No, no, I got, I got no, more. That's I got. cool. I got, I got, I, 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 I would get to use one that I wasn't planning on using. Okay, then. So I'll use. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah both, both discuss it. Okay. Yeah. Or we're all discuss it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, I just saw it like last or a couple of weeks when we were talking about this the first mm-hmm. time, and I, I like never knew about the whole policy of like um if the siblings of a yeah. person have all passed away mm-hmm. then there's there is a policy that you have to go out and save the last person or the last uh remaining sibling yes surviving yeah, yeah that's uh, crazy yeah, basically yeah. the last starfighter and they use that premise to make the most brutal movie mm-hmm. ever created mm-hmm. still one of my favorites arguably so good uh, uh, yeah, because of the reality, because everything else is just like you know, Mel Gibson did pretty good. He <laughs> he did a decent job with pretty brutal stuff too, but with um Saving Private Ryan, like I remember when it first came out, and they were talking about how uh, veterans were having flashbacks or PTSD when Yikes. they would go watch the movies because mm-hmm. it was that that D Day landing was so realistic, and um, that people who are you know actually there were like. This is exactly how it went down, and I cannot take it. And they'd have to, like, you know, take a step out and whatever. There. So I was like, dude, I need to watch this in theaters mm-hmm. right away. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, there is this a real thing? And it wasn't until we had actual internet because this movie came out in 1998. <laughs> yeah. where, I mean, there was internet, but it just it was it wasn't meant for. Uh, it wasn't readily accessible, or had it's, the speed to speed. find Wikipedia. Harold was doing something else with it. Yeah, he was yeah. using the internet for and other that, stuff. That took up way more bandwidth. Than yeah, it took forever to load those images. Yeah, and sometimes I just have to stop at certain points, and then it's been like, I was talking about Napster. What are y'all talking about? Nothing. Napster. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Napster. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing else to do on the no, internet. Yeah. Um, no. You know, eventually, when we have our own OnlyFans. We have to talk about Harold being in the, uh, the computer lab. Let's get, let's, 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 let's get this right. Let's not we are it. not going to have our own. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just the three guys over here. Because okay. you can be the girl in the buttons. Oh, come on, Kirsch. <laughs> womp, womp. I'm down. <laughs> it just be a slight as a pew. <laughs> that you were like, yes, burlesque uh, Star Wars. But only fans. No, no. Okay, got it. That's good. That's going too far. Okay, got it, got you it, guys got need it. your own thing. <laughs> Why do you think the cameras are set up? Yeah. Yikes, dude! Wow. <laughs> um, I'm very uncomfortable. Now. Wow. Okay. I don't know what's going on here anymore. I don't know either. Okay. People got shot in Steve Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> it was brutal. Vin Diesel was made a star. That's right. He was in that movie. Yeah. I forgot about that. And. uh Giovanni anyways but you know the first actual most realistic portrayal of World War II there had been stuff from Vietnam because it was more recent so you know movies like Platoon mm-hmm. and um, uh, Full Metal Jacket yeah. where he or Full Metal Jacket is kind of weird. anyways but like Apocalypse Now yeah Apocalypse Now where it was uh, more modern move, more modern wars so there was uh, inf- more information available for these things but to go back to World War II and to get as much information and learn different things about things we never knew and then yeah. policies that apparently, you know, existed and having it passed down from like actual high ups and having them represented was just a big change. I it was one of the first times where I was my dad was like, Take me to the movie theater. Oh wow. And I was like, 
really? And he goes, well, I never got to, you know, be in the thing, but I'm such a World War II history buff that I want to see this. And my dad was like, this is, I think this is exactly what it would be. So, you know, yeah, that policy existed. I'm pretty sure Matt Damon was not, you know, <laughs> is either, <laughs> is either Matt Damon or what's his name? Nathan Fillion? It's like, who's the like right Nathan saving? Nathan Lane? Yeah. <laughs> If they're saving Nathan I would, Lane, I would love Nathan Lane in a war movie. Just so you know, uh, I am I am so down for that. But you know who was in Saving Private Ryan, right? Who? Michael. Was Michael Thompson? Sorry, Thompson. Michael Thompson. <laughs> Michael Cruz. In the Saving Laker. Private Ryan? I know. No, Michael from The Good Place was in. Oh, okay. Saving Private Ryan. Gotcha. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. remember in the middle of the movie, you're just like, "Is that Ted Danson? Is that him? Is what that is he doing? Paul Giamatti talking to Ted Danson? What the hell's going on here?" But a lot of people were in that movie. Yeah, that movie is fantastic, yeah. and yeah. the people who are made stars, you know, Vin Diesel in particular. Um, too bad nobody else was able to catch up to Vin Diesel in that term, but yeah. Yeah, One job. of my favorite like historical movies. Yeah. It's funny too because like um, it's for whatever reason Saving Private Ryan's found like a second life on uh, social media. Like I've seen posts on TikTok and on Instagram where people are watching it for the first time, and it's reminded me of like some of the most like I, I can I can count on one hand like the few moments in theaters where I'm literally cringing and it's that one moment where the German soldier is stabbing the the the, uh, okay. the Italian soldier or the. Italian American character, I can't remember his name. Slowly, and Homie, the medic, is waiting in the freaking stairwell. Goldberg, Adam is, Goldberg. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. Adam, Adam, and I was like, go up the stairs, guy. And then oh, the, up him, dude. Up him, up Lieutenant up him. Jer- and the guy was just Jeremy like, Jeremy Davies. Shh, 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 shh. And it's like, oh my God. That, that, yeah. like, the, yes, the first 15 minutes of the movie, super brutal, but that kill in the tower with a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, my skin's crawling right now, yeah. but and yeah. And he saved that guy. He was. Yeah, he was the, he was he's saved. the guy that escaped. Yeah. That's why you hate up them. Yeah, mm. even more. When we even always more. talk about characters that you hate, I'm like, up them. <laughs> people are like, no, no. who cares mm. about those people? No. Up them, let that guy Trash. go, and then up them, let that guy kill Adam Goldberg, who's mm. not Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs, but <laughs> but uh, Matthew Perry's roommate in Friends. Oh, that's right. That You're right. Crazy. Wow, dude. You need to do more trivia nice guy. Nope. Like, you would win, bro. We should do it. Yeah. You, see, I think it would be yeah, fun. Burlesque oh. show? So karaoke yeah. so and then trivia nights. Trivia. Yeah. I will do a but trivia not, show while they're doing, but not only fans. Imagine a trivia burlesque show. Yeah, dude, I'm dude. there. <laughs> every single time you get it wrong, write that down. I, mean, so <laughs> I, take a, every, I have to take off clothing if we get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull out my plume. Write this down. Write with your quill, please. <laughs> All right, good point, dude. That's a good one. Okay, so um, I have to tell you when Kurz first um, did this. Um, this idea, I, I I couldn't figure out what I wanted, um, and, but the one um, thing popped in my head. She, she was talking about how um, you know a history, um, you know, um, and and a, a different like viewpoint of it. Um, and my my next pull is from Family Guy. Um, it's I think the best um, best um, gag that's ever been, um, and in in the in, in the show. You have um, Peter, you know, always doing the flashbacks and everything, mm-hmm. like, you know, his asides and everything. So he goes, "Man, I'm having a," and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm having such a bad day. And someone goes, "At least you're," uh, um, you know. <laughs> I already know the joke, dude. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's not as bad as uh, it's not as bad as this guy. And then all of a sudden they do a, a flashback, and it just says, uh, um, 
Hiroshima in 1945. Oh. Yeah, uh, uh. and it's a uh, and, and that's the reason why it, it flashed my mind was you were, when you were talking about it. But so the whole gag is um, it's this um, uh, Japanese businessman. He's walking in. All of a sudden, you hear the most typical like you know, you know in the cartoons when there's something falling from the from 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 the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the whistle. Yeah, yeah. and he the, the guy looks around and he looks up. And his eyes are filled with horror. And you're like, oh my God, they're going to make this joke? And all of a sudden, it's a monkey just, just like, like <laughs> attacking, oh, no. this, attacking this man. And that was the joke. I was like, well played. Well played. Nice. Well played. Gotcha. Because it could have happened in Hiroshima in 1945. We, we just don't know. Yeah. We I, just, I like how you ended it. We just don't know, man. It could have happened, man. I, I saw, There's no evidence left, man. As soon as you started talking and you gave the premise, I was like, I know the joke. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> also, that reminds me of the time where they did the uh, the parody of Saving Private Ryan in Family Guy. Oh, I, I where he was, he was stabbed. The guy was, the soldier was stabbing up him. Mm-hmm. And then he whispers a commercial or something into his ear. <laughs> I forgot what the commercial was. Oh, I think I know this. But he literally was oh just like, gosh. and he said he like he's about to, I'm not up him, but uh, Adam Goldberg. Yeah. But he's like finishing him off, and then he whispers something in his, you know, something like, yeah, it's like a jingle, yeah, yeah, that like an earworm <laughs> yeah. that'll be stuck in your it's head. Like, that should, if I were a smart man, I would figure it out. But. Yeah. No, uh, I like the Family Guy reference because like they, he peppers so much like weird history thing, and I think I, I think that it goes back to the, the premise of the episode. Is like it's such a great like Easter egg if you know the history. Mm-hmm. It's a funny sight gag, but then when you take it up a notch, it's like oh, it's even funnier because I, I I can't remember the episode now, but like I think they were on tour in in, in Germany. And then they were talking about like this and that, and then you know the the German tour guy was like, "Nothing happened in the forties." I was like, "Oh, ah, I see what you did there." <laughs> like, mm. And you're right. If if you don't know, if you're like a really casual history person, you're like, "Oh, why is that monkey getting attacked?" Yeah, <laughs> what's what, what what's so funny about that? Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh man, good one. That's a good one because there are so many Family Guy like callbacks like that. Um. I think it's it's curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, the next the next TV show I'm going to talk about. It's another one of the shows that Lewis and Krisha watch. Yay! <laughs> no, That's right. Historically accurate podcast. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I can see your eyes rolling from here. I know. Like, I th- oh no! I I'm trying to make my, my contacts are dry. I think Dennis <laughs> walked out of the studio and decided to like not listen to us anymore. Oh no, the cameras are. Oh, never mind. Yeah. That joke doesn't work for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about Watchmen on HBO. Um, we all know the graphic, no- the Alan Moore graphic novel. Um, Overrated. <gasps> oh yeah, we've talked about this already. You don't like it. You're wrong. Well, <laughs> well, I would say give the TV show a chance um, because what David Lin. Lindelof, thank you. What he's done has uh, David Lin Miranda. No, I thought you were going to say <laughs> David, David Linhagen. I was like, <gasps> David Linhagen. <laughs> David Linhagen. That guy. That's that guy from Crazy Stupid. Everybody, that's two. That's two hate Kevin Kevin Bacon references in one episode. I'm like, I love David Linhagen. What a good pull. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what David Lindelof has done, he's taken the graphic novel and kind of like updated it. In a way that 
You know how like the um, original graphic novel talked about um, uh, like who watches the Watchmen. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of like who what happens when there are vigilantes and and, and, and yes, there's, you know, you talk about peppering. I think there's a lot of peppering about, you know, Ozymandias and all, all, all of that. Um, but I think in the core, there's a lot of like, you know, social commentary. Yeah. yeah. And what uh, Lindelof has done with this one, he kind of made it relate to what we were going through after 2016, <laughs> the 2016 election and everything that has happened since then, especially with the Charlottesville um I want to say massacre. Yeah, it was a riot. They call it a massacre yeah. because because of yeah. So, um, so first of all, the what's different from the source material is the original happens in New York. Uh, the the HBO series takes place in Tulsa, mm-hmm. specifically in the Greenwood area of Tulsa, where there is a district called Black Wall Street, and it was a place where. There was a lot of like black owned businesses. They throw thro- throve. That's not a word. Thriving? Thrived. They thrived. No, we're making throws. <laughs> I make up words all the it's time. It's the past tense of thrive. Yeah, because I use um, squoze as the <laughs> past tense of squeeze, but it's not because works for me. It's squeezed, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense because freeze and froze, squeeze Frozed. and squoze. English is weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, and uh. It, it happened in the opening episode. So the pilot of the Watchmen series, they show this like important moment in history, which was not taught in our history books. Um, but ha- but it talks about like the destruction of um, a black owned community along with, you know, how do I say this? Lewis, I know you've seen it too. Oh God. Uh, they talk about the destruction of that black owned community. Um, at the hands of white people. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, just call it what it is, man. Yeah, it was a racist. It was a racism. at its worst. Yeah, the Tulsa was, massacre. It was yeah. murder just because of the color of someone's mm-hmm. skin, and it was erased from our history books. Yeah. And this this show was the first time I've ever heard about this. Same thing. here, and for a lot of people, for a lot, for of, a lot people. of people, it was their first time. And. I'm just glad that I mean I'm not glad that it happened, but I'm glad that shows like this exist because we get to learn about it, yeah. so it doesn't happen again, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I, I I think you guys would like that show. No, I I like that point because you're right. Like I still remember being active in like social media during that time, yeah. and yeah, like the first few minutes of that of that show where they introduced, we, like a lot of people thought like. Oh, this is part of the comic book. So I was like, oh, no, yeah. this it's actually the, the Tulsa <laughs> yeah. massacre, honest to goodness, like honestly happened. There yeah. was a black, a thriving community of, uh, you know, of, of uh, just free slaves and like you know, the, 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 the children and the families of those folks who moved out to Oklahoma to do this. And then like, mm-hmm. yeah, the racist mayor, the, the police the chief, police. the fire, the freaking fire department yeah. uh, lit the whole place on fire. And they even had like freaking uh, uh, planes shooting down kids uh, in the street. And then how it informed the heroes of the story. And like, yeah, I think that's the best part of like these, uh, uh, of these fictional stories is that when you use the analogy of heroes, Mm-hmm. for these such as historical events and so yeah so hopefully it doesn't happen again or at least educate you know it, it, and it informs the actions of the heroes and how uh yeah like and, and the fact that the you know this one of the one of the side characters from the novel 
uh, the hangman uh, has this incredible origin story of actually being lynched by his fellow oh, cops yes. and that like that's why he has a freaking news and like it was staring at me the whole time and it, like Lindel, I'll, I'll give credit to Lindelof for, uh, for for yeah for taking literally a character who's in like five six panels in the comic book and making him like central in this story mm-hmm. and how it moved forward so yeah and uh, seeing how he developed mm-hmm. his his uh, persona his alter ego yes his, yes 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 alter ego that was that was a lot. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. to take in. And yeah, it's just like uh like like saving private Ryan. It's like it's stuff that happened or policy or just practices that happened back then that we just kinda like, oh maybe it happened, but yeah, it actually probably would have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good pull. Good pull. Um I'm gonna piggyback off of that actually, and I I want I I'm actually not even sure if Cruz has seen this one, but uh my next pull is uh Lovecraft Country. It's also from HBO. It came out two years uh actually no, yeah, late last year. Um it was a continuation of the Lewis curse of shows that I love that get canceled. So if you have HBO Max, go check it out. But anyway, the premise of Lovecraft Country is that um we, we have a Korean War vet who comes home unwelcomed. And uh, if you can tell from the, from the title, you know, if you know your fiction or your horror movies, you know, HP uh, Lovecraft is uh, obviously one of the, uh, the pillars of horror, but uh, come to light in the last decade or so that he is horribly, horribly racist. So uh, a lot of his, you know, monsters and whatnot were a thinly veiled analogy for the black folks in his communities and the minor minorities and the homosexuals and the others uh, in his community that he did not care for. So it is a loaded show in a sense. So uh, one of my favorite in the way of, for this episode at least, is an episode where they introduce the concept of sundown Towns, sundown towns. Yes. Um, so it is a, con- again, it's just like the Tulsa massacre. It's one of those things that kind of like you brush aside or like if you, maybe if you've seen the green book, it's kind of like one of those premises like, Oh, you had to have had the freaking a Thomas guy just to avoid. Or if you're, if you're an African American person, you have to, he had a specific um, Thomas guy to guide you through freaking America to avoid places where you get killed. Mm-hmm. Same thing, same concept here where this, the concept of the sundown town is, if you're a minority or specifically back in the sixties is if you're a black American, you have to get out of that town by the time the sun came down. Otherwise it's literally a free, it's like a purge. Like mm-hmm. you will get shot and you will get chased by, by the police or the fires department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's perfectly legal because like I said, it's a sundown town and it, it, it worked effectively in here because Lovecraft country is, is a horror drama. So there is definitely elements of monsters and ghosts and uh, the ex uh, but it was effective because it's like, it was it was like a little tongue in cheek of like well the monsters were not the worst things at night mm-hmm. it was freaking humans who would hunt down their own because they were the different color and then you know thankfully uh you know in that specific episode like i said we discovered that there are worse things uh the monsters actually chased down the a hole you know police chief and all that good stuff but it was again educational in a sense of like wow that was actually a thing that happened and again fast forward to you know you're forced not forced you you, you look it up google or you, uh, google or you wikipedia it and it's like oh that honestly happened and that's horrible mm-hmm. so yeah again uh, lovecraft country I, I think it's actually a really good deep dive if you're uh, into two things uh history because it's a really good look at well not good look but again it's a fictionalized look at like uh jim crow era the south and uh, two, if you are invested into Jonathan Majors, this was his <laughs> first show. So if you're into Creed, if you're looking forward to watching Creed 3 next year and um, Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, and if you've seen Devotion in theaters, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure 
Lovecraft Country was his first outing, and I was invested into that dude the first episode because I thought I, I I'm not gonna be that guy, but yes, like I thought that guy's gonna be a star. Like he has mm-hmm. just such charisma, and I love him, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the future. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how he does as Kang. So anyway, yeah, Lovecraft Country. Do you really call it Creed Three? What was it? It's Creed. four. Is it Creed Four? Damn Where it! Are we it's the- Threed. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We talked about this, my man. <laughs> I like that pull, Lewis, because yeah. I, unfortunately, I only got through half of Lovecraft Country just because I got a little scared. Yeah. Gets a little intense. I get a little scared. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, that Sundown County scene was in the first episode. Yeah, it's like one of the first two. One and two, it's yeah. so gripping. And yeah. you're so worried. Yeah. And you're fearful and you're you know sitting on your couch they're literally chasing the sun yeah. as it right as it as it sets and they're trying to make it past this the border line. But yeah oh it's, it's it's intense yeah and it's crazy how like that probably yeah, honestly really happened, that happened. And, just yeah. waiting to cross that like, yeah. county border to and survive. there were uh, there were police officers at the line with their shotguns in hand mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. just giving them a reason i was like ooh, that's horrible that was but anyway yeah that was a that was an intense fiction yeah yeah anyway that's awesome i (laughs) i I, no i mean (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like is lewis either really ahead of the curve with terms of like i like it so much that it's gonna get canceled or does he just have bad taste and stuff? And it's like, <laughs> of course, this is getting canceled. Or both. <laughs> Seriously, I know, dude. Dennis, we I like Paper Girls, and it got canceled. Aww. Um, yeah, so, maybe I shouldn't watch Wednesday. So I blame. Yeah, ooh, don't watch Wednesday. <laughs> For the love of God, don't watch that show. Oh. Sad, no, but you should. It's good. I know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll let my wife and kids watch. Maybe it. you should watch Andor and then tell us. <gasps> I'm, I'm, I watched Andor. I'm going to tell you right now. It's great. Is that historical fiction too? Or? Yes. Uh, it happened a long time ago. It, 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 it before was, everything happened. It was historical f- forward <laughs> history. Did we do the bad it's dad just, joke about Andor already? No, not yet. What the sequel of the show is? I, or I like the other version of the oh, show. Oh, I can't wait for this, Harold. Either or. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your on fire, bro. On fire. Go do your last one. Out of these examples, did you have any of these examples? No. Okay, perfect. You needed the applause. Can you press Uh, the applause for your jokes, Harold? No, no. Yep. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm in charge of the soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have. I'm going to go with the one that I think is the most fun because technically it's the true story. But there's nothing true about the version that we see on Not even film. close. Um, the movie is called 300. What? It's fake? <laughs> no, it's a real story. Wow. I, I, I was looking at your list. And I thought a, it was sound of music? One. I thought it was sound of music. <laughs> 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 How dare you? That's real. That is real. That That's is a real. real. But the songs weren't real. That's the only problem that I didn't want to talk yeah, about. Everything was real except for the Von Trapp family. They're real? No, I mean, that's okay. We want to like sprinkle the okay. history. They didn't escape over uh, the Austrian mountains <laughs> yeah, per they se. They were rich enough that they had. Like, they just were like, "Hey, we're gonna get out of here, right?" They're like, "All right, cool." <laughs> so, and I don't want to hurt the story because uh, you know, Liesel. Um So, mm-hmm. forever we'll hold on to it. But I will go with three hundred. Solve a problem like Maria. <laughs> get rid of her. I you, guess. T- you tell a false story, and you're just like, ah, you know, yeah. you can get out of the nunnery. Was it nunnery? <laughs> yes. Is that yes. what it's called? Yes. That's the, the official co- term. The Covenanti. 
Yeah, Covenante. Yeah. That's it. No, no, that, that's only in France. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Or if, if it's only in, in the Covenante ver- the region of France. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's a yeah. Covenant. It's, uh, oh, there's a sparkling wine. I was the one that said the joke of what's going on here. <laughs> Damn you guys. Yes. You are a great wordsmith, but I don't think you were good enough to... Set up um, uh, a sparkling wine. No, I, that was a setup. Set that was a no, no, softball. No, 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 no. That was an easier alley oop than I threw Long. to Lou at a sports festival. <laughs> Why do we keep meatball? Mob. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but three hundred. Damn it! Now I want to talk about sound of music. <laughs> it's it's not same, too late. It's the same, same movie. Story, right? Not too late. Same yeah, story. what's the difference between the two? You, you have uh, you have the um, the golem looking guy, and you have. Uh, the mail carrier. Yeah, you, yeah, you have an invading force, mm-hmm. um, and you have a family unit. Eunuch? There was a eunuch. That was 300. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a eunuch. You're right. I mean, it could have happened. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I'll go back to 300 just because it's a funnier topic to talk about that won't ruin no, my childhood hilarious. or my life. Um, but. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Which one? 300 was 300 more is more hilarious than, than Sound of Music sound is. Of music. Got yeah. it. Okay. Because loincloths and, you know, stabs, abs, piercings. Yeah, yeah. There's now a lot imagine, of abs, imagine, man. Hella abs. Imagine Sound of Music with loincloths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Captain Von Trapp. Oh, yeah. oh. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> I can see why they call him a plumber. <laughs> he's, he got a great, he's got great pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to tell you the story about a Jamba Juice when I had my birthday at Jamba Juice. Okay. Like, Let's do it now. Wait, did Captain Von Trapp come to you? Did Christopher I, Clummer go to the Jamba no, Juice? I wish, but so, <laughs> I normally, I usually, I used to like work on my birthdays. Like I didn't care about, you know, taking a day off or whatever. So I worked and everyone knew and someone made the joke. I don't remember who. Someone made the joke and said, oh, we're going to get, we're going to get you a stripper. On your birthday, and we're gonna ha- we're gonna bring them, you know, bring them here to work. And I was like, okay, ha ha ha, hilarious. And then like a guy comes, and he was like, "I'm here to clean your pipe." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Is this the guy?" <laughs> but it was an actual plumber. <laughs> was he good looking? I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, they really got me a stripper here at work. What the F? Okay. Damn it, that would have been good. That's a great story. I know. I want to know who did it. That must have been the best day of his life if that like continued. I was like... But did he look like a stripper? Or did you pull he... out a chair had, and like put it in had, the middle of the store? He had like a jumpsuit on. That's all I remember. And a toolbox. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, this guy. Yeah, yeah toolbox. <laughs> yeah. But did he bring any tools with him? No, empty. <laughs> we have to add the bow chicken wild thing. The toolbox to was a boom box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I think we left Jamba Juice way too early, then. <laughs> but we messed up on this one. No, I think you would have been the one that was that had the toolbox. Yeah, I would have offered him the free uh, smoothies from the freezer. Do you want a free smoothie? Do <laughs> you like a frozen strawberry? That's how I'm, that's how I tip strippers. Like <laughs> 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 come to Jamba Juice, and then you can tell them, "Oh, um, we have strawberries, but I didn't need you to smuggle the grapes here." <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Was Sorry? He, was he a mango a go-go dancer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's yours. That's all. That was all that is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That one deserves one of these. Yes. Definitely, definitely. We are on fire. We, we worked at Mang. Yeah. We worked at Jumbo for way too long. For three of us. You can delete. So that I'm just gonna leave it at that. 300. Good movie. Not real, but based off like a story that people had heard. Mm-hmm. So, yay, yay. Not as many loin clots and abs, but and appropriately, I think they referenced it in the Last Samurai. Right? They said something like the Battle of Thermop. Therm- therm- Thanks. Thermometer. Sneeze on me? Dude? I know. I couldn't get out of my mouth. It was like a hairball stuck in your mouth. You just like, <laughs> For a second there, I thought they, they mentioned Liesel. And- <laughs> I'd be like, whoa. Like, like the Von Trapps? On this? Like, Thank you, Timothy Cruz. Well, that's what they were saying. Right? The Von Trapps. <laughs> it's like, that's, they, that's what they, they almost won. It's like Home Alone with the Von Trapp family. <laughs> That's the German version of Home Alone. I would watch the hell out of that movie. I would too. Them setting up booby traps while they're escaping from the last scene. And singing. While they're doing the so long farewell. <laughs> Just throwing oh, bricks bricks good. in their faces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Write that down. <laughs> bricks in their faces? Oh, wait, I have wait, wait, my quill. The, the, the German version of uh, Sound of Music? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, no, if, no, no, I don't know if we want to see that. I, I don't know if anyone wants to see that side of the... <laughs> the German <laughs> Home Alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still at burlesque trivia show, so I mean, I really think we got an idea there, guys. Wait, we're doing burlesque Home Alone, dude. I mean, a I whole don't... cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. That's the only. Home That's only like if, if you're Joe Pesci as a. Never mind. No. Dude, if you look at Joe Pesci's bandits. head when they burn the top of his beanie, it looks like a nipple. <laughs> do you, Do you hear that there were um the, there was an interview? But I guess it's a. The movie's 30, year, 30 years old now. Oh, my gosh, yes. dude. And so they were talking about how he actually got, like, second-degree burns. Yikes. Um, in in, the, in the, uh, the, the filming. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. That's dedication. You know what he said when he got burned, though, right? What? Rasa fraka rasa. <laughs> I don't never know what he's saying in the movie. But when I want to cuss and I'm not allowed to cuss, that's how I say it. Because that's what I was told that Joe Pesci did. You just walk away in the snow. Because he, he couldn't say anything bad because he's it's, it's a kid's a movie. movie. <laughs> but he's Joe Pesci. So at the same time, Good fellas, dude. Like when, when the kids used to step on my feet before, I'd be like, rest of the Sorry. Okay, my last one um, is, you know, I'm a huge video game geek. Uh, and one of my most favorite um, franchises, I guess. Um, is a franchise called um, Assassin's Creed. Ooh. Um, and, um, Curse, I don't know if you've ever um, uh, played any of those games, but the idea is that, um, you know, people get into the, the, these VR machines and you're able to go back in time to, um, you know, in like uh, in Europe mm-hmm. or, or in Egypt and all those things. And what's cool about the show, or is not the show, the, uh, the, the, the game is that they kind of embrace the concept that they are living in, like um, you know, in the past. And so, you know, one one time there was a, there was a game that was set um, in Europe, you know, um, in, uh, um, centuries ago. And then one of the people that um, that helps you um, in order to try to like um, because you, you need like you need like chemicals, you try to do sciencey stuff. Mm-hmm. What better person to go to but Leonardo da Vinci? You know, mm-hmm. Or they had one where they actually it was a uh, uh, based on like uh, the um, American Revolution, 
So you had like people like Ben Franklin mm. and all those things. So it was cool to, to find see. his glasses. Yeah, and, and, and the and, and, and make electricity. The bell and again, tower. And that's the thing. You t- they take like little, these little snippets, and if you listen to their conversation, um, you're like, oh, that's funny. You know, I, I get what they're doing. And there's one part in um, uh, this uh, one of the assassins called his name was Etso or uh, Etsio or something like that. Um, and he needed a way to be able to travel and fly from one place to another. But, of course, there's no such thing as flying machines anymore. But wait a minute. Leonardo, mm-hmm. Leonardo da Vinci has a, uh, a a drawing of this. So, of a winged machine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what, it, in the in the show, or in the game, Leonardo that, that version of Leonardo da Vinci creates this. And he goes, no, this is never going to work. This is never going to work. And it actually works. He's like, oh, I should remember that. You know, and... That's that, that at least that's their version of how things happen, um, and you know that series for me is always fun because every single time as a history geek, every single time there is that it's always fun to see, um, you know, uh, uh, people from history their versions of it um, come to life and in their own interpretation. So um, you know, for those people who've never played um, Assassin's Creed, it takes a long time, unfortunately. Aww. Yeah, but. It's it's always fun, and there's like a dozen games now, right? Yeah, there is, um, you know, and pretty much almost. I mean, you know, not every single time for, but like a lot of the interesting, like um, uh, j- um, times in history, they've already done something with. Nice, that's good cool. pull. Good pull. I Video be, games. I would be into that. I would suck yeah. at the game, yeah, but Etso was actually pretty hot. So, oh god, <laughs> that reminds can me. Can we pull up a picture? Is there a picture? That reminds me of the episode of Family Guy, where uh, Stewie is finds out that his distant relative is Leonardo da Vinci. Oh no, I haven't watched that. Oh, it's like one of the not newer ones, but it's like kind of later. But uh, in order for him to survive, he has to keep make sure that Leonardo da Vinci is alive and. The only way they're able to escape all the enemies is using all his uh, inventions. Oh, cool. And then he ends up getting killed anyways, and it's like, uh. <laughs> So historical. Historically <laughs> accurate. It's a video game, so it's not going to be that, like, you know. Yeah, they haven't said it in Korea yet, so I don't think we're going to have any, like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> However. Eventually. Eventually. I know. They're, you're right, though, Dan. Like, I think they're running out of places in Europe to set the movie, uh, the games in. Because the last one was in, in Vikingia, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, Swedentia. Um, yeah, I, I've been he's wa- cute. I mean, I've been waiting for... I pulled him up. He's, he's cute. He's a video game. I've been waiting for, like, Japan or China. Yeah, know? exactly, dude. For the last samurai collab. <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the, the Timothy Charlemagne <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> Dennis can finally live out his dreams of playing as Tom yeah. Timothy Cruz. <laughs> yes. Someday, guys. Someday. someday. I, I like that. I didn't expect a, a video game oh. to have that. That's that's a good that's a good pull. Yeah, um, I I actually like researched. Yeah, mm. you did. No, I'm not. not I, I believe you. He was excited because he was like history. Because he's a history major. <laughs> yeah. <guy>. No, <laughs> how was that again? History. history. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just hurt my neck real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I'm handicapped at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, we'll call your Cairo. <laughs> Do you want to try? No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes. Okay, so my next example is actually the the show that kind of made me think about the topic. Um, um, 
I don't know. This show was like really, it was such a surprise. I didn't have expectations going in only because I didn't read the source material. I'm talking about Miss Marvel, um, the Disney Plus show. Oh my gosh. Kamala Khan can, mm-hmm. is my, my hero. I want to be her. I wish I was her when I was younger. Um, of course. Oh, I don't know. Did you guys read the source material? Is Kamala Khan in the comics actually part of the Marvel Universe? Yes. 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 But is. Fanboy over there has like yeah, the, so, tra- I mean, the trades I mean, over there behind the them. For the most yes. part, it is very accurate in the way the, the original source material is. That is so awesome. And I love how they, first of all, I know that we talked about having people of color and their shows on Disney Plus only and like not in movies, movies yeah. or released wider, whatever. Um, but I felt that the series was such a good way to discover this new character. Like she's never been seen on Disney Plus before. I've never heard of her. Um, I, I'm not too keen on like comics, but she's like a brand new favorite and I want to know more about her. The reason why I thought a series was a perfect vehicle was because she discovered it, it takes time, right? It takes time to, you know, describe a character's origins, see her her growth, her change, and then at the end, an acceptance of who she is and maybe like <coughs> an actual discovery. Bless you. Was that a sneeze? No, it was a cough. Oh, okay. I was like, oh. yeah. Um, and at the end, you see her, like, I mean, not fully formed, but like, you know, a little more, a, a little more confident in, in the supernatural powers that mm-hmm. she's uh, given or taken, given, taken, inherited, inherited. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and I love that they, they talked about the partition, mm-hmm. right? And I've never heard about the partition, so learning about that. I mean, in history, so in so the partition is that time in history when colonial Britain left India and then India because it was just a big country was split right and part of the split was between India and Pakistan and I don't know there was just so much going on and I thought what Miss Marvel did was pretty genius how they explained it and um, made that made that point in history and I think I talked about it before in my other example but they made that point in history and the way she discovered that part of her family parallel to her discovery of herself mm-hmm. and her powers. I don't know. I thought it was just so smart. Another another smart choice to help audiences like me who, who didn't read the comic, who didn't know what the partition was, kind of get a better understanding of where Kamala um where Kamala comes from and where her, what her family has gone through while she discovers it, you know, while she discovers it, we're discovering it too. So we're all learning in this one beautifully shot series, well acted, smart series. Um, I I got it. I have like a whole bunch of notes, but I just wanted to say how, just how smart it was because we get to see her discover. And I feel like the more she, accepted herself and her powers and the more she was accepted by her family and her extended family, the community, like she became stronger. I I feel like maybe part of it for me, like from what I see with, you know, superheroes, a lot of the times they're alone, Mm -hmm. right? They don't, they're, they're hidden. 
for the most part. But she, everyone knew who she was, and she was stronger for that because she had the support of her family in the end and the support of her community at the end. So, and just seeing her growth, juxtapose that with, you know, learning about her family, I just thought that was great. And what another another great opportunity for us to learn about a dark, scary time in history that that is also not in a lot of history books. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. wasn't in mine. So it's just good to learn. I, I agree. And one of the things I really liked about it, aside from the history stuff, is it kind of normalized um, a, you know, a, a, a religion, you know, a, a people yeah. that, that oftentimes have this, uh, I don't know, this stigma mm-hmm. against it. And so when we when, when we see something like that, you know, we, we talked about the idea of representation. And mm-hmm. this, you're right. This was the perfect example of it where, yes, it was in your face, um, but it, they didn't do it, it, it to the point where it's like um, it's too much. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 uh, you know and ever, ever since I found out that um, Kamala Khan was going to have her own um, show, I was praying. I was praying that it was going to be similar to the source material because that was the one thing that I liked about the source material. Yes, there's angst because you know, the whole teenage mm-hmm. angst and everything, but there was no like, oh no, my uncle died and now I'm responsible for all these powers. It was her with the joy of discovering. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm still yes. Yes. The joy of discovering. <laughs> you know? oh. So um, that's that's what I really loved about that, that show. You know, um, to the point where you know, um, my my students talk about, you know, and are able to now connect it um, without that stigma that, that, that it used to have. I mean, I, it still kind of does, but at least now we have an, a, a way to talk about it in a different way. Nice. For sure. And I do like that the two, or at least at the time I had the two um, <clears throat> uh, superheroes in MCU with like Asian heritage have like generational trauma to look back at. So thank you. <laughs> Miss Marvel and Shang Chi, <laughs> their parents were horrible. That's why they have to be heroes. They're not horrible. I'm sorry, Kamala's parents were fine. But uh, like you said, that like it, it's great that it, it did. Prim- it, 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 like I said earlier, it like informed her parents. Their parents, or her parents, even though they were sweet, they were still strict. But then, like the whole uh, explaining that grandma was this because of that, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, that's that makes sense. And yeah, it it's great. And like you said, thank you, Dennis. That's a good point. Like it didn't her powers didn't come from some tragic backstory, or and nobody was orphaned in this story. But so it's a <laughs> yeah. breath of fresh air. It's like okay, I like it. Let's see what didn't goes. people die to get that gauntlet? Oh, uh, well, they were you know whatever. <laughs> so it's a little we're traumatic. Gloss, but... We're gonna gloss over yes. that. I mean, she didn't get it from, you know what I mean? She didn't kill anybody to get it. She just got it as present. It's like, hey. It was just in a box. Yeah, which was, again, one of the sweetest moments, the train scene where, like, she, it turns out she, Kamala, was the stars Mm -hmm. that the baby, or, like, her mom followed home. It's like, oh, my God, so good. You go through four episodes just to get there. I'm like, all right, this is worth it. Good stuff. That whole train, the whole train thing, that really happened, right? There's a lot of, like... um, Yeah, like people were forcibly... Like fleeing, Mm -hmm. going from one side of the border Mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. other. And trains were the only way to get out in some cases. And there are images of people... Because they want, it's just like Miss Saigon, right? Like everyone wanted to be on that last helicopter. Everyone wanted to be on that train. And there are images of people tied to the top of the train just trying to get out. Like it's, it was very sad. Yeah. And that's that's a perfect example, Krish. Miss Saigon. (laughs) (laughs) How did I miss that one? (laughs) 
<laughs> you want to? We can uh, rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it wasn't no, that no, good. No, you know, how dare you? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you just hurt me. It's not as good as the sound of music. Well, I, th- I thought. Whoa, I thought you were just going to use it as an excuse to say, like, oh, I was backstage at Miss Saigon. Back oh, I was backstage at Miss Saigon. <laughs> Twice. Twice. How many times have I seen Miss Saigon? Twice. <laughs> two for two, baby. How many times have I backstage at Miss Saigon? Twice. Wow. 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 Remember, for the audience, Harold is one of the few people I can say that I've seen do the uh, uh, go in the strip pole. Right, of course. Yeah. The heat was on in Saigon. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because I was, I was wearing khaki pants. <laughs> Hey, burlesque <laughs> trivia show, man. <laughs> if there was a burlesque Miss Saigon, it's called Miss Saigon. But just, <laughs> just the beginning part. <laughs> if there's a burlesque Miss Saigon, they'd be put more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We'd actually have to go in reverse. <laughs> Ooh, ankles. <laughs> Oh, okay, Lou, how about you? All right. Well, it's uh, it can't be a Lou edition uh, if I don't mention Doctor Who. Lou's so hanging fruit. Lou's hanging oh, fruit. Yes. New, is that a new one? I don't know. I feel but like yes. Lou's hanging fruit is great. Hey, that's also no, no. Don't ever say that. Lou's <laughs> hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm here to clean your pipes. <laughs> Lose hanging fruit. I just realized what I said. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna skip this we're, part. We're, we're putting that on our soundtrack. <laughs> Lose hanging what fruit. What do want? Lose hanging fruit. Of, of all the sound bites. <laughs> oh man. So um, okay. So if you get if you guys are listening to the show, you guys are tired of me waxing poetic about Doctor Who. The whole premise of the show is it's an alien who gets to tra- uh, travel anywhere in time, anywhere in oh, space. Oh, this is he's your a, example. That's my oh, example. Okay. Oh, this is my I thought example. You were saying I have. Example besides Doctor Who. No, I'm gonna go with sorry, Doctor sorry, Who. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> uh, so Doctor Who is a, an alien. Yes, he is an alien who looks like uh, yeah, uh, like who looks He's human. Yes, he is English. There's uh, only one. Yes, Doctor Who in my life, mm-hmm. and he is now in Valeria. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, he's now was, blonde. Yeah, yeah, he's now blonde <laughs> and riding dragons. Um, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Matthew Smith. Matthew, Smith. It's actually Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. You know he and I go back. Um. So you know the 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 again the, the, the premise of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a little umlaut. Like Tyrion Matthew, yeah. the yeah. cornerback. <laughs> yes, Good named point. after him. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> the honey badger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was so he's that? He's a honey badger. It's the football reference. Yeah. Tyrion Matthew is a football player. <laughs> His nickname is the honey badger. Gotcha. Yep. Was such a cute name. Honey Badge is apparently, uh, yeah, terrible. Uh, Doctor Who, Lewis? Yeah, Doctor Who, back to Doctor Who. So um, the premise leads, uh, lends itself really easily for this topic really that Kershaw came up because he's, you know, he's able to go back in time. So one of the best episodes in he's, Doctor he's Who. sticking what, with this. What happened? Yeah, I'm sticking with this, dude. I'm, I'm, I have it ready. I have it here. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go Star Trek next. Yes, of course. Please. <laughs> if they can go back in time. If the Enterprise can go back in time without any, like, leaps in, uh, in logic. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, uh, what was I? Anyway, so he goes. So Doctor Who, um, he's able to go back in time and all that good stuff. So in one of the episodes, uh, it's called Vincent and the Doctor. So it is a great episode if you ask any Whovian. It is one of the uh, you know hands down probably one of the top five, top ten episodes ever. Um, in this episode, the Doctor like eighty. 80- 
There's like episodes. a million billion episodes. So, uh, but uh, you know, in this episode, they of course find an alien, but the alien is hidden in one of Vincent Van Gogh's paintings. So, of course, the doctor goes back in the past, meets Vincent Van Gogh himself, and in <clears throat> sorry, so it, one of his you know premises is like he's not supposed to change time or do anything significant like that. So, in the, the throughout the whole episode. We are introduced to, uh, obviously, a fictionalized version of Vincent Van Gogh. So this is where the history part comes in. And so you, us as viewers, like we said earlier, like if you're into history, these are wonderful Easter eggs. Like, oh, I know this guy. Like I've read about him in art history class. Um, but you also know that, unfortunately, he, his life does end tragically. He, ends, uh, he, he dies broke. He commits suicide. And, you know, he takes his ear for his lover and all that, and all that horrible stuff. I keep saying that good stuff. I'm sorry. Um, you know, so in, in this show. Irritating. I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> So in this show, oh, I um, a, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's a definitely. That's a nearful. Um, so you know, it, throughout the whole course of the episode, like I said, they go through an adventure. They find aliens. They try to fight the alien. And you know, it, as a viewer, you think, oh, you know, uh, this is one of Karen Gillan's uh, first shows. Uh, you know, uh, Nebula in the Guardians of the Galaxy show uh, movie. I mean, you know, she is. She is also British. I think. I yeah. So she's like. I think she's or Welsh? Yeah, she's Scottish, isn't she? Yeah, she's redheaded. I don't know if that's a, if that's wow. an ethnicity. That's racist, I don't know if that's an ethnicity. Wow. <laughs> but um, okay. you know, so throughout the whole episode, they actually kind of tease that you know Vincent and uh, you know her character Amy get along and they're gonna fall in love and all that good stuff. But you know, the doctor at the end of the episode says, "Hey, we beat the alien. We're good now. We'll leave Vince to Vincent to 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 himself, and you know, we, we're not gonna muddle with with time anymore." So they they go to the present day, and Amy during the travel back to the present. Thinks I've changed Vince, uh, Vincent, or Van Gogh's changed man. He shouldn't. Nothing should happen. And it's a tragic end because, of course, you know they they go to the museum and they find out that Vincent Van Gogh does go through go through what he does in actual history. And it's a it's a poignant picture of like you know depression and anxiety and like how it was like it as the highest highs or people with this uh, with this disability or disease you know it, it, you can have the highest highs and laugh your head off but the, you know the, the next day you're in the lowest of lows so it was really poignant and powerful and really like well done like again it's like a small episode there's no big spaceships they were it was set in like uh, you know a little farm in france uh, or a back studio that looked like a, a little farm in France. But um, so, yeah, it was like a really fun episode, which, again, uh, I think that's the best part of when they introduce history into fiction is, again, when they parallel things that we can actually uh, empathize with or see in our real lives and how, like, yeah, in this case, like earlier, we're talking about like racism and classism. Mm -hmm. But in this case, like, you know, yeah, like actual, like how depression and, and those uh, horrible diseases actually affect human beings. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, if you haven't seen Doctor, that's a really good episode to start off with. Mm -hmm. I like that. It, does it end with there's like a TARDIS in one of Vincent Van Gogh's paintings? Like oh. that's in the Met or something? This is yes, it was right. actually. <laughs> is it really? It really is. If there's a, the painting. Is it a TARDIS or Amy? It's or? no. Yeah. It's Amy. It's, all, it, yeah. it's Amy. It's like it, it's the, the whole the whole episode starts because they see an alien in one of Vincent Van Gogh's uh, church paintings, and then when they go back into the future, the alien in the window is now a redheaded woman. I'm like, oh, so I was like, so, yeah. yeah, I was kick punching the air. It's like, no, she could have. So she saved, did. She, she could have saved him she if did she kind stayed. Of or, was, or was she the reason? Oh gosh. 
She left, and then oh my god, you're right, dude. Yes. That makes it way worse. Dude. I know. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, that, those are my interpretations. It's, it's so much better though. I love that. I love an art history poll. Thank you for that, Lewis. Yeah. Um, I think you guys came up with great examples. I mean, we went everywhere, yeah. all over the world, yeah, right. all different cultures, all different formats. Wow, I I didn't think that I don't I th- I thought we would get like basic basic answers. My bad. <laughs> we Titanic. Did, I had to go low. We did better than that guy from Hiroshima in 1945. <laughs> <laughs> Our day was a lot better than his. <laughs> well, so bad. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for being forthcoming. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys have, if anyone listening has a favorite, you know, book, TV, movie something in pop culture that references a specific point in actual history let us know chime in i want to know i love history i'm here for all of it please share your thoughts um but i guess that's it yeah yeah Yeah. good conversation yeah yeah good to be back thank you for again making us feel intellectual (laughs) i know even for the brief minutes where we're like we learned something we did learn something we are smart yeah i always one quick uh, thing that's a note that I wanted to point out is with the examples that we've all been using today, isn't it funny how like sometimes pop culture makes us want to learn more about reality? Yes, like that's actual a great point. the actual mm-hmm. past and everything, like our actual history. Like if you had brought up to me anything about anything that happened in Miss Marvel, and I would have no idea, or even when that actually happened in the show, mm-hmm. I was like, I had no clue that any of this went down. Mm-hmm. What are they referencing? Yeah. And then if you go on like the whole Wikipedia thing, mm-hmm. you're just like. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a whole different world that, yeah. you know, yeah. existed outside of what we were able to learn. Yeah, we better than history books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's yeah. a little more entertaining. Yeah, I was going to say it's a little more fun. And not fun for the sundown towns. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> Everything that you said was fun was not fun. At all. <laughs> you literally just said, yeah, what a fun episode of Vincent Van Gogh killing himself. <laughs> Racism and all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we got to be a little intellectual. Next month, we'll talk about, I don't know, butts or something. <laughs> I can get intellectual with Balance. <laughs> put light bulbs in butts. Well, on that note. You know that you can put it in but not take it out? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a light bulb? Like a light bulb. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. So, you, you, like the actual bulb, the, the glass part, it's actually possible for you to shove it inside. What? What? <laughs> But if you try to taking out, it's going to break. All right. Okay. <laughs> this right. has been okay. <laughs> another episode of the Dorkiest Timeline Podcast, the offshoot, the tangent of the two fanboys in a filthy casual podcast. My name is Krisha. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is a man who just learned about light bulbs. <laughs> oh, you knew what it was. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. the example. Actually. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you guys next month.